Good evening, everyone. Episode number 58 of So What's Been Happening when Friday night, the 3rd of September. Uh, we're up to show 58. Oh boy, it's moving along pretty quickly now. Uh, sadly, we got some further crappy news again this week. Um, three more weeks of torture before we even think about coming out of this. Um, so that's not what we wanted to hear. So I put a little bit of sound in there, for, uh, which brings back some good memories of the old gelati truck uh, during summer, and that used to roll around uh, the streets of Melbourne, um, and it was a good good feeling. I put a smile on your face, you run out and stole a couple of 20-cent pieces out of mum's purse and got yourself uh, a nice ice cream that melted five seconds before it got into your mouth. Um, I was more a gelati man. Let's see... Uh, Let's see what this guy was into. How are you, Cuz? Hello, mate. How are you, buddy? Mate, Good, I, mate. I like gelati. Gelati is your go. Mate, I, I love the traditional ice cream, mate, like the old two-scooper, chocolate mint, mate. Cannot go wrong. Righto. Hold that thought. Lovey, welcome back, mate. What's your? Uh, what was your uh, ice cream of choice, mate, from the old gelati trucks? Tell you what, mate, that, that, whole, um, that whole vanilla whole vanilla single cone thing with the flake in the side. Yep. I inhaled that. And I always figured I always figured to myself, well, there's no point soaking about it. If it's starting to melt a bit, guess what? Eat it. Eat it whole. And I reckon the quickest I ever ate one was 13 seconds. Just <laughs> slammed it like in. Uh, sounds like you're issuing another challenge, mate. But were you, uh, <laughs> were, you a, were you a chock top man as well, mate? Did it? Oh, I always offer doing something dumb and stupid while we're locked in like this shit. Um, yeah. yeah, I didn't mind the old chalk top. It, it made it a bit harder to break the records, but, you know, the chocolate was good. It was actually really good chocolate. Given, yeah, given, it was the dirty nice. hand, given the dirty hands it used to feed it to you all the time, the chocolate was actually all right. So, you know. I think, uh, I think that's a secret. If you melt it down 20 times... Heat it up, cool it down. Heat it up, cool it down. It probably, probably uh, <laughs> never, never goes old. The old chocolate. So, um, no, you, no, no you use by date. No, I used exactly. to abuse that. Uh, I used to abuse back at home. I used to abuse that, uh, that chocolate that went went hard real quick. Oh, um, you know what that was called? Ice magic. Ice magic. Yeah, I mean, never trust anything in a chew, but <laughs> used to just. I used to worry. I used to wonder as a six-year-old. I used to go, if I put it like that, straight down in there, would it go hard in my throat? That was the. That was always the question. I thought didn't happen. What a load of shit. Yes. One of my mates got kicked out of um, Sizzler one night because he thought it'd be a good <laughs> idea to go and put his head under the ice cream thing. <laughs> nice one. Nice one. I love it. Like, uh, and the best thing was. The bloke didn't see him do it, but he's walking away, wiping his mouth. He goes, mate, <laughs> what's going on it's here? all over his shirt. <laughs> um, quick shout out to a good friend of ours from Canada, Robert Wines, jumped on. Um, he's awesome. He's up at 6 a.m. in the morning in Canada, and he's remembered. Mate, he's got an incredible memory for a guy that's got a brain injury um, and sometimes struggles to remember. So he remembers better than I do, mate. I forgot we even had a show tonight, so... Um, I remembered about ten minutes ago after, after already putting it together today. So uh, there's, it's it's crazy, isn't nice. it? What's happening? What's happening to our brains during this uh, lockdown phase? Where um, yeah, it's definitely I, I, a challenge. I think, it's, 
sometimes feel like it's more what's not happening to our brain that needs to happen. Yeah, a bit of stimulation, oh. yes, for sure. We might have to get a new logo organised. So, so what's not happening at the moment? Um, <laughs> that a whole new podcast. The yeah. big empty brain. Um, and just at the end of our last show, Lovey, you gave us a little tour of the Love Shack there and that heater in the background. That's a little bit fresh tonight, mate. Is that heater heater uh, working well? Yeah, you know what? I um, I, I, I figured it was still 24 yesterday afternoon. It was still 20-something this morning. It was, um, yeah. I actually still have a couple of windows open. Uh, I've got nice thick curtains. So, no, that... That, uh, that amazing rat-powered gas heater won't be coming on tonight, I don't think, but uh, it might come on tomorrow night if it continues this sort of crappy weather too. Yes. Mate, what about, have we got a fridge yet, mate? I have, mate. Oh, good to hear. I have. I mean, I know we're live on a podcast and it's, it's great. I, I think I'd like to, you know, maybe one day we'll go inside my fridge. Would you like that too, Cuz? <laughs> just dedicate a show to it, mate. That'd be magic. There's, there's no ice magic in there, if that's what you're wondering. There's no ice cream, so... I think it was a couple uh, episodes ago. A couple episodes ago, we had a little tour of uh, Cuz's fridge that was behind him with that he had nothing, nothing not in as yet. well. So, yeah. yeah, it's one of those days, one of those nights. Not his personality, right. mate. Thank you very yes. much. Crayf- what is um, it? Crayfish. Yeah, show fifty-eight, boys. Can you come Crabby. up with a a special fifty-eight? Have you thought about this one? Given that it was going to be show fifty-seven, but now it's fifty-eight. Johnny Howard. Uh, Johnny Howard from Melbourne, we're number, we're number 58. I thought, you, I, thought, I thought you were going to say that's how old John Howard was when he became Prime Minister. <laughs> yeah. so there you go. Um, no, I can't think. I'm starting to get to that point where I'm combining two players, like five and eight again. I don't know. 58, I haven't haven't got a cracker. There's not exactly right, in the Hall of Fame reserves players. I'll take that one and I can almost guarantee it. I know who your five and eight's going to be, but give me give me your five and eight then. Uh, I'll go different to what I would have selected last. I, I probably wasn't on the show at five and eight. I think I think we debated this. I was on show nine. Uh, my five and eight. Uh, sorry, TD, but it is Jimmy Hurt. Um, number eight, the late great, God rest his soul, Moby Clark. Brilliant Moby man. Clark. What a brilliant, star! Brilliant man. Yeah, and just a very very humble individual. Uh, loved his family, all the rest of it. Just had issues like we all have, and couldn't deal with them, unfortunately. And yeah, um, loved it. Loved him. Loved loved what he did with the club after he finished playing. Like he was Sheeds' runner for a decade. Um, they they brought they brought him back into the club because of the issues he was facing, and they knew uh, how he was travelling for a long, long time. So you know, people that bag footy clubs every now and again, yeah. Valid in some respects, but tell you what, it's like a second family. So, yep. um, yeah, really good. Nobby Clark for me. Right, we'll talk about that in a second, you know, a little bit deeper into into the footy club and what footy clubs mean. But, Cars, give me your. Uh, I take it you haven't got a fifty-eight, so give me a five and an eight. No, uh, fifty-eight, Johnny Howard from Melbourne. No, a better one than that. <laughs> so, what's what's your fifty-eight, mate? Uh, I'll go with if we no, I haven't got a fifty-eight, but I've got a five and an eight, which is the next question I did ask you. So five so, and eight, or I'll go. Love Hurdy, but TD was that was an absolute star. Terry Denner. Yep. Number eight, 
I'm showing my age here. Father of Brody Mychek, Jack Mychek. Nice one. Before he played play for Essendon in the 70s. That's right, yeah. yeah. Bit of a no, loose cannon with Jack. Couldn't we get him on the father-son? How many games <laughs> did he play for Essendon? <laughs> I think they were concerned that Brody had at his dad's <laughs> mental stability. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought Brody I might have got a good Thought yeah. I might have got a bit of Darren Buick out of you boys. Yeah, well, actually, I thought Cars would given his hair tonight, but uh, and that'll that'll all be displayed later on. But <laughs> uh, I, I I thought that might have been a, a bit of a a link that Cars could have made tonight. But anyway, yeah. no, he's a bit slow on the uptake there, Cars. I gave you the Darren Buick call, but um, we might rename you tonight. So. Um, <laughs> I'll go with. Uh, I'll go. Yeah, exactly. We, it's, it's standard on each show, mate. We've we've got to uh, we've got to give you a show a name for each show. So my famous number five of the demons uh, was obviously the great David Swartz, who's was a superstar of the club. Just incredibly unlucky, um, and geez, he made the most out of his career, even though he had, I think it was three knee ricos in the end, or maybe even four. Like it was a terrible, uh, terrible. Four. Terribly Real sad career. Um, yeah. But talk about all, all the issues and trials and tribulations he had. Um, boy, hasn't he turned around and become a, a media superstar again. So fantastic news. And he'll appear on uh, Russell Robinson's live chat that they're going to do tomorrow night. So if you want to catch up on what their big ox is up to, it'll be uh, on on his um, Facebook Live. And, and obviously my favourite number eight was uh, a massive, massive fan of the great Graham Yates. I was a... I was a big Yater fan. There wasn't, I can tell you, honestly, there wasn't too many um, people that that had number eight jerseys as a, as a kid in the stands watching. Um, but I can tell you, he was the first guy, as I walked down to training as a kid, he was the first guy that said, come here, mate, come here, come on, I'll introduce you to a few of the boys. And and I'll never, ever forget that. And we, we became good mates over, over time. And uh, he's a legend of the footy club. So he's coached, coached footy and still around footy, which is even better. So... Where is Never he now, mate? He, where is he now? Just out of curiosity. Where, where, whereabouts is he involved now? Bush or Metro? Uh, it was Bush for a while. I'm pretty sure yeah. it's... Yep. Yep. Yeah. I haven't uh, I haven't seen the latest. He was VF, VFL for a while, and then he was out one of the Eastern clubs. So he's he's getting around a little bit still. Um, yeah. We're all getting to that phase where father and sons and everything else are all starting to come up. So let's touch on... Um, I haven't got too many... Uh, 58s. Obviously, that was a that was a stretch trying to find 58s. But we're going US and UK sports again. Oh, you can almost <laughs> guarantee you can almost guarantee you that 99 percent of them are uh, are uh, gridiron or NFL related. So here we go. <laughs> this won't take long. Had to double up on a couple there by the look of it. Yes, <laughs> Not too many fifty-eights. I didn't spend a heap of time on it. Love their fifty-eights. They sure do. Sure do. It's been a <laughs> been a bit of a famous number for them. But um, all right, onto the onto a quick chat about the footy. A couple of games or one game tonight. One game Saturday. 
pretty sure. But uh, a little bit disappointing on your bombers. And, and let's bring up uh, one of our other good mates that that's uh, is becoming a fantastic regular on this podcast, which we're really enjoying spending some time with this great man. He started as a little little uh, musical um, step in in a couple of spots and it's become a few different episodes. And uh, I always remember Dave at school being a very, very funny man that uh, always made a smile, mate. And talk about if we ever needed a night where we needed a smile, I think we might have a bloke that's might have jumped ship. Oh, <laughs> it's a grand old flag. It's a flying flag. In the wagon. It's the emblem for me and for you. It's the emblem of the team we love. The team of the red and the blue. Beautiful, mate. Love it. Welcome, welcome aboard, mate. Welcome aboard. Get on the wagon. I'm on the wagon, Which, buddy. Um... Which got range Rover did you take that out of? <laughs> I've got my ticket and I'm on the wagon, buddy. I'm on the wagon. <laughs> I love the I'm fact that the last time that they last time they won the grand final, the Beatles were touring the country. So I'm in. Any Beatles connection, I'm in. My my dad, Dave, he went and saw the Beatles at Festival Hall, sat in the first row. Wow. The girl he took that night, she wore glasses. She yeah. dropped her glasses in the second song and Dan spent most of the night on the floor trying to find her glasses. Oh, unbelievable. Why would you do that? Yeah, that's what I said. I said, mate, are you kidding? Wow. And they were only on for like 20 minutes. So, no, that was great. He reckons they played for 27 minutes. Yeah, there you go. You've been cursed ever since? <laughs> yeah, possibly, yeah. Well, the the yeah. demons have. The, 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 the demons, demons have, have for so. sure. No, I'd I'd love to see them get up. I think it's down to it's down to who it's down to, and um, I'd I'd like to see them go all the way. I think it, it's it'd be well deserved after many years and a lot of ups and downs, more downs than ups, and yeah, it'd be good to see them. Good to see them win. How are you boys going? Listening in, I'm I'm enjoying it. We're hanging in there, mate. We're hanging in there after mate, uh, the bad news. Mate, yeah. it was obviously not a great day for the bombers last week, but it's fantastic because I'm watching at half time. They're putting up people who are putting up their little things on Instagram or whatever. And I said, the great Dave Cosma come up on the big screen. I know. Well, I was I was uh I was just chilling out and I knew something something happened when I got <laughs> literally about 30 text messages in less than a minute. I'm thinking, what's going on here? Um, because I was watching the the Foxtail coverage. Um, and I'll right call all that, all that. So yeah, no, that was a bit of fun. So I, I never got no, no one was able to, to send me footage of it. Um, having said that, I know what it looks like, um, and <laughs> yeah, it, a bit of fun, a bit of fun. It's good to see that I got a little bit of a little bit of uh, brought a little bit of happiness. They didn't um, mention the great man though, the dictator. Just your just your smiling face. I heard it was it was yeah. heavily edited. It was heavily edited. So. But no, look, it was uh, it was it was good up until sort of three quarter time. I don't know. I thought we were sort of in it at that point still. But um, who knows? Under the roof, in better conditions, we might have played a bit differently. That's you know that's an anomaly of our game. That there you go. You don't play in those conditions hardly ever, and then it happens on arguably the most important game in the club's history for many years. Uh, I think it had a really big effect on on the end result. Um, 
it, you know, we got showed up in, in that area, not sort of handling the conditions as well. And a few calls went their way and, you know, momentum swung and they they kind of did it a little bit easy in the end. So, but, you know, we've got that fallback of we've, we've had a really good, uh, everyone sort of said going into it, if we don't win, we're happy we've, you know, had a really good season and come this far. Uh, <clears throat> there seems to be something there that we can build on. So looking forward to next year, really. Yeah, you've, yeah you've got, you, boys, you other boys have got to be happy. Got to be happy with where you got to. Cuz you yeah. wrote, totally wrote them off. They were never making finals. <laughs> you, then you didn't pick them to win the final. So in the end, mate, you were right. right. But you gave them, you didn't give them a chance at all. Um, Lovey, obviously, you said, you, of course, you wanted to play finals like Dave was. Um, very happy to play at least a final. And I think puts them in great a great position to start no. to continue to build. Um, what's yeah. your thoughts, Lovey? Oh, no, it's, look, just a lot of lessons learnt, really. Um, you know, people, keep, people keep forgetting, yeah, the Dogs had a Norton three straight going in, and that, that's not ideal. And I still think that's cost them a chance of playing at least in the grand final. But um, I, 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 I still think you need to respect the fact that they've got the best player in the competition. They've got one of the best coaches in the competition. Uh, they've played four of the last six years in finals, including a premiership. So we're, we're up against that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Add the elements that lend to a more experienced body overall. So you know, over the football and wet weather, um, I know who I'm backing in nine times out of ten in terms of just body size and the way they play the game. Um, and they were just a bit cleaner, as you'd expect, blokes. Uh, with the average age and experience that they were. They were just cleaner. They were better. Um, yes, my mobile phone nearly copped it at least three times because of Cody Waitman's free kicks. But, <laughs> you know, look, next year, who knows? Next year we might get the rub of the green in a prelim final or whatever. It, it just, it is what it is. And I said at the start of the year, I didn't think we'd win more than five games. Um, I just wanted to make sure that we gave Ben Rutten a good chance to start his career as a coach. And maybe win a few and develop a few players to get where we got to. Jeez, it's, it's brilliant. You know, I, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm wrapped. And I, I really hope next year in the preseason we, like Dave said, we just consolidate that spot and go further. I, I think that's, that's got to be an expectation. You, just, you know, it's like you change your goals in business and life, and I think they change their goals now. Yep. What do you think the Bombers should chase? Just to finish on the Bombers, what do you, what do you think they should chase next? What are they missing? Key forward. Well, I, I think yeah. we need a key forward. I think Harrison, 100%. Jones, Harrison Jones is going to be that good link-up player, but you can't put too much on a kid too early. Like I, th- I think I think he's, he's shown great potential, but I think I think we need we lack. If you look at say Jesse Hogan's game last week against Sydney, just that big crash and bash forward. Charlie Dixon does it as well. They mightn't take a mark, but they crash a pack, ball to the ground, then let your smalls do their work. But you look at, I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think Peter Peter Wright will learn a lot from last weekend in, in wet yep. weather and the rest of it. So I think he needs to get to more contests. He will. He's better for the run. Had a great year, actually. Um, for me... You look at the you look at the demons. You look at the cats. You look at the teams that score heavily. They've got two to three, six foot five plus forwards, right? So we do need another one of those. Harry Jones will be that guy in three years' time. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's not going to be that. I agree, Cuz. I think yeah. you keep him in. The, you keep him high up the ground. You can run and flow until yep. it builds into his body and grows into it. Then yeah. he will be that six foot four, five dominant keep forward that we would hope comes to fruition. They've yes, done pretty. To, I think we need to get a stopgap. Yeah. Second, third, tall forward. Yeah. That way, it doesn't mean that Stringer has to also do too much work. Well. That's right. That's right. Um, and and when you think about it, they did pretty good this year in terms of uh, Hooker being that key forward for a, you know a, a fair stretch of the season, um, and then adjusting without him and sort of making it work. So absolutely, that big body two, you know, three would be amazing. Um, and also, and also, a, an informed tipper or an informed small forward, a Fantasia that that you know proved it last week. So that we don't have that consistent crumbing forward that you know, char, you know, old, old mate Charlie there at um, at Brisbane, and and there's plenty of them that go around. That imagine if we had, imagine if we had a Cody Whiteman floating around last week as well. You know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. and we have those players that pop up every now and then and do a cameo, but it's having that consistent, that consistent overall unit that's humming. And we did good. We, we, we did good to where, where we got to with a pretty consistent unit that was just conking out a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah. the great thing, the great teams can carry it through and they got, they got good players in the wings that can step up and, and cover if need to. So yeah, once we get a, a fit team and some, some, some key positions filled, we go that next step. The key well, stat for me, the key stat for me was we had the sixth best percentage in the competition, despite exactly. being eleven and eleven. Exactly, so we can score heavily anyway. We can score well. It's just a case of getting that extra two or three a game that then yeah. gives you the one fifteen percentage instead of one hundred and five. Absolutely, you know there was five, five or six games this season that were decided within that two kick margin that that would have had us in in the top six easily, you know pushing top four. So all of a sudden that shifts everything with the team and shifts everything in terms of that building that culture that we spoke about and the motivation to want to succeed. You know, you're not fighting every week and just losing and, and getting inspired to slightly demotivated. It's all that, it's all that build. Well, I think the biggest thing I noticed from the players this year, and it, it's no disrespect to worst fault. I think they, they seem to be one playing for Rutten. But two, there seems to be genuine enjoyment in the football they're playing. Yeah. They're enjoying the game style. They're enjoying the way they're going about it. And there seems yeah. to be quite a good camaraderie yeah. in the group. Yeah. The group seems quite close. And it's, and it's weird that you say that. I mean, it feels weird to say that, right? Because, of course, when you're winning, you always enjoy your footy. Yeah. I mean, I think we still enjoyed our footy all year, even though we had 11 losses. Yep. And for us, seeing the players enjoy their football at the Essendon Footy Club, geez, it's been rare for 10 years. It's been rare. Yep. So, you know, for us to see that was quite quite great. It was just great. Great to see. It was slightly, you know, it was slightly, um, it hurt a bit when they lost, but I got, I got over it pretty quick, you know. Yeah, I was like, ah. I mean, we'd, we'd given up in that last quarter. You knew we weren't going to win. Um um, you know, I've moved on pretty quick. You know, there have been losses in the past that have lingered longer, and th- this is this is a final that we lost. But you know, we've come leaps and bounds. So I can only you got to look at the positive. Big picture. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I, I don't think you were embarrassed at all. I mean, of course, um, you put up a great fight for most of the game, and 
yeah, you're right. A couple of decisions had to go on either way and who knows what could have happened. So I think it's a great season for the Bombers and onwards and upwards from here. Get uh, get behind them as members, sign up again, and hopefully we can actually get to a game next year. Yeah. So, yep. boys. Now, boys, I can tell you for as the lid is well and truly off for the Demons. He comes in at work the other day, he's having a coffee. Give him hell in his coffee cup. Walks in at work today with the with the <laughs> with the, skip, with the um, wind shooter on. Give him hell. So the lid's off, mate. There's no. Oh, it was it was off no last one week at a time. Last There's last no week, just bang. It's how big's you yours? Know Secretly, it was off by round six. Let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, he was, yeah. he was right, well, let's, let's get this off official. His chops let's, at round six. Let's take the lid off, all right? That's official. Look, I'm... Off it comes. I'm actually just pinching myself, to be perfectly honest, mate, that we're, we're actually even in the, in the finals, played a final, won a final, had a week off. Like it's just unheard of. It's the it's the best lead up we'll ever have. Um, the boys have been enjoying a bit of golf well, and a few 2000 games. Two thousand was a good lead up. You, you know, I know yeah. you haven't won a grand final since sixty four, but you've you've We're had some. You know, you've had I know, but you've had hey, some. Boy, good, that, mate, you've had me. some good build ups. You would have felt this as a, as a young kid in two thousand going, you bloody beauty, winning at it's these funny. It's funny because we were playing really well up until then, but I don't think anyone wanted to play the bombers. To be fair. Um, the Bombers were, were a standout team in 2000 and yeah. I think everyone else kind of limped to the line and we said, oh, we'll have a shot. Yeah. And it was well over by half time, no doubt, yeah. Yeah. Um, especially when you blokes started the punch-ons. But um, that's another, that's another <laughs> topic. That's he another just, topic. Um, he just slid that across the table, just slid it in. So, yeah, since, since 2000, you know, we've had a couple of uh, episodes as far as rebuilds. Yeah. Um, and some, a couple of finals thrown in there, but... No real momentum coming into a real final series other than where we were in 18 and, and then got whacked pretty hard with which has scarred us since over it in the West. So you, you've, you've never had that. You've never had that. Even like the Saints that never won a granny, they had those, I don't know, remind me, four or five years where they were just a really good competitor. Yeah, good side. You know, right up there all the time. Melbourne's never had – I don't recall them ever being – you sort of got there – for a year and maybe you know it was what? never like a you four or five so, year. Yeah, you'd have to go back to the late eighties up to nineteen ninety one. So eighty seven and ninety one was a solid yep. period for Melbourne. Yeah, right. Every year. Yeah, right. Um, that was like four four year run. Yeah, about, that's about it. Yeah, well, you're right. Yeah. Yep. Is that Do you guys have been the Barmy? What was that? Do you guys play consecutive finals on the Barmy? Consecutive finals year. Nordic. We did, but the issue, the issue, what happened a lot with Barmy and then Neil Danaher is we were up one year, down up the next, down, up yeah. one year, down the next, which is yeah, yeah, not bad in respect of trying to build a list. Um, you get your bottom out of for only a year, build, get a couple of blokes, try and come up again. But we actually played mm. above ourselves at different times and try and made finals, and and yeah. then just just missed finals in a few years. So that really hurt us. But um, you know, I, I'm still amazed that. You know, the talk out there now is I've never experienced an era being a Melbourne supporter of everyone actually thinking our players generally as a whole list. And when I've heard the words are, there's no weakness. And I'm thinking, mm. mate, are you serious? Like, I feel there's still weaknesses in the team. We haven't won anything yet at the end of the day. But You know where it is? Do you know where your weakness is? I think it's converting forward, personally. 
Um, oh. Yeah, it's, it's definitely. Yeah, there's twenty percent in the head. For sure. It's not your. It's, it's not your bloody hat, lovey. It's not your hat. Your hat's a beauty, mate. Oh, that, 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 that's yeah, that bag the hat, mate. That's not what I'm talking about. I've put that hat through a heck of a lot in the last six months. It's uh, stood up very, very well. Yes. <laughs> hey, hey Az, tell me. Yes, mate. When you yes, watch Aaron. now as a Melbourne supporter, do you think, though, like, can you see, like, and I, I can write this, and I've been to see what Dave and Lovey say from an Essendon point of view. I watch Essendon now, and I watch them in games, and I think they're starting to believe. Now, where we are to where you are is obviously a bit of a difference. I watched Melbourne the other day when they played that final of the night and they thought, right, oh, Brisbane, you've given your best. Now we're going to put the foot on the gas and go to the next level where, where they are. And I think, not to put shit on you or anything, but I think they were a step ahead of the rest of the comp by a fair bit, to be totally honest. Yeah, they have been for a while. That's two games I've seen them do that. Obviously, we got yeah. whacked by Geelong for a small period there, and then we took that punch and then we went on with it. And we pretty much did the same thing with Brisbane. Brisbane were coming at us. They got within 20 points, I think it was. It started to get a little bit tight, and then we put, kind of pushed away and really put the hammer on again. So, yeah, that's that's obviously where you want to be. I don't want to get closer than 20 points. The old ticker starts to, starts to pack it in pretty <laughs> quick. Um, the, it's, it's funny because ever since we're, we've been travelling all right, I've, I've – watched a little bit more footy up close with family around me and especially during this lockdown phase. And the only one that won't sit anyone anywhere near me now is the dog. The dog does the runner. <laughs> and uh, so I'm obviously uh, getting swept up in the emotion of the game and yelling a little bit too loud. So the dog sits over in the corner and just stares at me the whole time. So um, we need to get a bit of uh, a bit of love for, for little Rubes. So um, obviously Enjoy the game... It, mate. We'll talk about the demons as we as we go into next week, um, in, the, in the lead up. What are the what are the what are the scores? So the, the cats have come out of the blocks pretty quickly. Um, oh, we're sitting wow. at uh, seventeen to three. So I hope you're not uh, missing out on the game so far, boys. But fifteen minutes into oh, the six. second, yeah, so it's a high scoring match. Yeah, well, I was seventeen to three halfway through the first. I think it was. So it's. Uh, not much what are your thoughts really on that? What are your thoughts on that, boys? About the the lack of in some games this year, in I won't say pristine, but in quite good conditions, we've got like a what twenty point score for the game, like, and we're halfway through the second quarter. What's going on? Or is that more the tightness of the situation? Do you think? Oh, I think Coaches, it's defences, great defences. Personally, and um, and yeah, you know, boys, act, they're trying to feel it out a little bit, trying to hold yeah. the ball a little bit back. And if you go, if you go full full on at the contest right from the start, forwards pushing further forward, the the defenders are all picking it off now. So, and I think they're then able to run the ball out, and it's play between the two, kind of middle yeah. fifty, you know. Um, football as the game opens up. That's footy, really, isn't it? it? Yeah, I mean the coaches worked all those new rules out halfway through the year. You're back to square one again anyway. Um, for me, it, it's just fucking boring. Like, I, 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 it's just the way that they coach now, nearly all of them, is just risk-averse, boring shit. And I think they've actually forgotten how to, what they're actually meant to be there for. It's entertainment. Get the mm. ball rolling. Kick mm. scores. Kick goals. Now, this is, this is garbage. I mean, I, I'm... 
I'm having quick glances and I'll just I'll look at the score. I go, well, I know I'm not missing anything. Who gives a shit? Yeah. yeah. And if I wasn't but on the podcast, see, I mean, I'd probably be looking at seven mate. So, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, exactly. And and look, the game when they ever they show that aerial view of of the ground, where yeah. you know, like if it's up one end, everyone, you know, the, the last person is you know center. You know, every, everyone's there. It's a game. It's such football. Is the modern game is such a running game? And I was just having the discussion the other night with my brother talking about again that footy where where I feel blessed because we're old enough to remember what it was like for really a hundred years. You know, it evolved and it got quicker, but it was such a positional game. It was so important to have Bernie Quinlan in the goal square and Gary Wilson carrying the ball and Mickey Collin as your ruck rover and Laurie Serafini as your, as your designated full back. It was such a positional game that wasn't boring because, you know, and that's why it was really important to have that amazing full forward or that amazing um, on ball, whoever it was, because it was such a positional game. Whereas now it's so compact, and it's so, and yeah. who's the who's the fittest? Who can run back the furthest, the quickest, and who can keep the ball off the other the other player quicker and better? You will win the game. It's really funny. You go and watch those grid games half time at the AFL, and I, I swear I'm just watching the same thing. Those it's all the exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's exactly right. I think I'd rather watch a bit of uh, the, the kids out there playing Auskick, to be perfectly honest. You know? Action. There's always at least someone's trying to burst the run through the lines at least. And and that's one thing with Melbourne. I think they play some exciting running fast take the game on footy and Port do that very similar. So I think that's that's why Melbourne and Port are sitting where they are right now. Yeah. Um, Geelong, GWS, Brisbane and Western Bulldogs all they're, you know, they're playing, I believe, similar style games these days, especially during this during this phase coming into the finals now. So this could be two boring games, sadly. Um, but I think, I actually think after halftime, the game opens up a bit as blokes start getting a bit more tired. Yeah. And hopefully we get a bit more scoring. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to find tomorrow night's game really intriguing. Um, Good segue, mate. Let's go into that. Up at the Gabba, my hey. Good segue. Let's go into that for sure. Tell us yeah. about tomorrow night's game, mate, between the Lions and the Bulldogs. I think I think you know the Lions got burnt last week. They just weren't as attacking as Melbourne. They 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 tried. I think Melbourne. I think Brisbane are still quite an offensive team, um, but Hipwood down, McStay now down. I, I sort of can't help but think, you know, uh, Fage is going to have to try and. Rejig significantly forward of the footy what they do, uh, which in the middle of a final series, you just don't want to have to try and do that. Um, look, to me, the dogs were impressive last week. Their, their experience shone through. Um, all that stuff was, was really good about them. Uh, but I don't... I'm still a bit cautious about them. You don't go into a game of football without a designated ruckman. I don't care what anyone says. You need a ruckman. And if if they're not going to get first use of the football when you've got Zorko, Lions, all those boys floating around, Lockie Neal, if they're going to get first use of the footy, you, they'll, they'll pinpoint targets up forward anyway. And if Cameron yeah. picks five plus, they win it. Yeah. That's the I was going like, to It's going to hurt the dogs, I think, this, this yeah. ruckman. They, they were relying on yeah. Steph Martin coming back, and it's just not going to work. Um, not he's out, still out injured. 
and it's Oscar McInerney is a far better ruckman than he gets credit for. You watch his craft. He's actually extremely good at rough craft, Oscar. Yeah. And he's so, actually very he's actually very durable too. Yeah. He actually gets around the ground pretty well. He doesn't look it. I mean he runs like a newborn camel, but he just um he sort of he can he can at least he gets around the ground. Yeah. Speaking you know, of durable cuz yeah. What's under what's under that beanie, mate? Give us a give us a look. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Danny Bonaducci is back. Bonaducci. Take your pick, Danny Bonaducci or Ralph Conan. Take your pick, There's a bit of there's a bit of Conan O'Brien going on there for me. Yeah, Conan, absolutely. The, uh, Very rare. It's, it's 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 more burgundy than your hat, I think, Dave. I tell you what, I've said it. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Um, Burgundy, and yes, the Rick Astley's in the house, and the hairline. I am. I'm very envious of that hairline, cuz. Let me tell you, and uh, Brisbane for mine. Glenn, Nadia wants a cocaine back with those sunnies on. Hey, just real quick, can we touch Um, on? Can we touch on that? Can we, Nadia? What's going on there? No, we can't. No, no. That's move on. It's one for another Um, show. I want to get back to the fact that there's a there's another person that you actually look like, Glenn, for me. Fictional? Fictional even? Fictional. That's a good word, yeah, mate. Fictional even. Uh, your literacy is always as good as as is numeracy. Yeah, shut up. I've acknowledged it. Move on. Uh, who, who remembers Mad Magazine? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Alfred, Alfred Newman. Is there a bit of Alfred Newman? Is there a bit of Alfred Newman? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Right out, there's a lot yeah. of, there's a, a bit like cars. There's a lot of spy v spy out the back of him too. I'm sure. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about a big, what about a big, big sore Steve O'Dwyer maybe? Uh, you don't want that one. Yeah. No, he was a big man. Big Steve. He big got his always played, years. played second fiddle to the great Jim Steins, but he, uh, he was just one of those guys that he had an impact, no doubt, but he. Jesus, he was a big man, big straw. Have you got his? Have you got his? Um, have you got his acceptance speech after they won a game overseas? <laughs> uh, the best thing Steve O'Dwyer did was get involved with sports coach, um, and the Demon fans flocked to see the big straw, and uh, it was it was good times back in the nineties, that's for sure. Cars, any chance of uh, you not falling asleep here and giving us a little bit of love? Stand up, <laughs> up a bit. I've been asleep, mostly. Righto. Give us, a, give us a shout out, mate, to the club on the on that beanie you're wearing tonight. Oh, Tell mate, this is the wonderful Lilydale Falcons, mate. Wonderful club. Lovey and I were involved with it this year. Have a look at Lovey. He's being a being an idiot. Um, yeah, look like like all local footy teams, netball teams, whatever. Just struggling this because um, I think the announcement was made yesterday that all league all, all local leagues have now pulled the pin. No finals at yeah. all. Um, no local sport, obviously, whether it's kids basketball, whatever it might be, which, as we all know, um, it's just shit. It's just it's just ordinary. But look, looking forward to next year, catch up with you blokes and going to watch a bit of local footy. The four of us, imagine us at a local footy ground somewhere. Dave can bring the pickled onions. As can drive us in the in the Merc, and we'll all just rock up at a local ground somewhere. Don't get the cheese board, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Man. You yeah. will bring the cheese board. Drop down the tailgate and we're, we're ready to go on the back of the EJ. 
So it'll be it'll be good times, that's for sure. We might have to lift it out of the mud um, and push it back down the hill, but it'll be great fun. Hey, there it is. There it is. It'll be all worth it, as It'll be all worth it, mate. Oh, yeah. I look forward to going for a cruise in the EJ if the Demons win a premiership. And Dave you too, bloody uh, bet, uh, mate. I remember sing, 90, sing endlessly. I'm, endlessly, it's a grand old flag down yeah, there. Yeah, I remember, the I remember fondly in uh, 93 because I had my license and uh, my old Corolla KE30 1977 model, little ripper. Um, I was blasting the Essendon theme song out of that thing, doing laps around Windy Hill, the family day, just doing, just chucking laps. Good times, mate. Good times. Were you charged? <laughs> <laughs> no, not not quite. Okay. Okay. That's good. Good, good times indeed. Um, <laughs> so let's just have a final recap on where we're up to with the pickled onions. Obviously, we've had, I think we're six at least, at least six fish and chip shops in that have all reneged on the $50 purchase of the the uh, great bottle or yeah. the jar of pickle onion. So we're going to have to revert to something different, guys. I think we're going to have to do the um, – plus this three-week lockdown is just not going to get it done for us. So I think we're going to have to agree that uh, Lovey and Cuz need to go out and pick up their half a dozen Um and we'll have, to, uh, we'll have to do it live on live on air in the next show or so, so we can move on and finish the great pickled onion debate. Agree. Got a deal, boys? Yeah. Yeah, right. sounds good. Deal. Right, no. um, given that uh, I'd personally drop them off, but it's a little bit out of my five uh, k zone jurisdiction. So, Snoozy, you might have to uh, top up your, you your wallet, and you might be. Uh, <laughs> Snoozy. <laughs> well, we can rename you, mate. It's just take well, your pick and we'll, we'll run well, with it. We what about he called me before? He called me Darren Berwick. That's a suburb, <laughs> mate. That's right, mate. I did that purposely. Oh, yeah, of course you did. Yeah, of course you did. Yeah. I'd have to agree with you too, by the way. Number eight for the Bombers, definitely a Darren Berwick. Mate, he did some damage against the Demons, that's for sure. He was a good player. Very solid, that's for sure. Wasn't hard to back then. There was many... Many a bomber that destroyed us. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, so let's get through the tips. Who have we got for the Lions? Well, let, let's finish off, even though we – I don't think we took a margin with uh, the Cats and the Giants first. I won't reveal the yeah, scores well, yet, but just give us, yeah, uh, give us where you're up to. Cats by seven. Yeah. Lovey? Cats by seven. Cats by seven. Cuz? Cats by 14. Righto. I'll take the Cats by 21. Seven times tables. And Dave? GWS by two. Oh! Right. oh. Hey, Lovey, what did you say? Uh, cats by seven. Yeah. Well, I reckon right that's right, almost so pick onions, Dave, if they get up. Nah, eight minutes mate. to go. Eight minutes to go you. in the second quarter. We're at Geelong up by nine points, 24 to 15. So a little comeback by the GWS. They've kicked a the goal. Uh, who knows what could happen from here? Who knows what could happen? As far as who we we'd like to play, uh, it's hey, we'll take them all at the moment. We're ready to go. It's our best year. It's our biggest chance. So <laughs> let's move on to the Lions, the Lions and uh, and the Bulldogs. Saturday night. 
for, for the sake of your team's mentality, I reckon you'd rather Geelong than GWS. And I say that yep. because you know you're going to have to play your very best against Geelong, whereas it could be that, you know, if GWS limp into another prelim with another injury or two, then you can almost relax a bit too much. So for me, I reckon you'd want Geelong. Because I know Melbourne. Yeah, we'll take it's not often the only thing that scares me with Geelong is we don't often beat Geelong twice consecutively, uh, especially within weeks of each other. And and I'm still a little bit worried about danger's impact, to be honest. I think if he's the he's the dark, dark horse or the danger for us is danger field. He geez, he can turn it on when he really wants to. And if he gets a bit of support, anything could happen. So yeah, you're right. I think I think you're right, though. I would rather play uh, Geelong versus a very quick-moving, fit, fast-running GWS, even though with a couple of players out. Um, I'll take Geelong any day at the moment. So let's move on to, uh, like we said, Brisbane Bulldogs. Uh, Lovey, give us a margin and a winner. I've got the dog. I have got the – having said what I said before, I've got the dogs by 13 points. Experience right again. Yep, cuz. Lions by 10. I reckon Cameron will kick five. He'll have a night out. Can he kick five two weeks in a row? I think he can. Well, who from the doggies, Lovey, or, or, or you as well, has? Who do you think the doggies would play on Cameron? Probably, um... Would you uh, put the little bike... Um, would you put the little bike on him, or is that taking him away from his... Run and carry, um, no, Daniel. Collins on him. He's yeah, I think so too. Yep, yep. Look, it's going to be. He's one of those ones you have to lose. You know he's going to kick goals, and he's yeah. ones you just got to try and hold him back to less than five. And then um, Danaher, Danaher's going to kick some eventually. Uh, he's he's the one that needs to fire. Um, mm. If he can kick four, Charlie can get four. They're well on their way. Um, yeah. Probably the, the only problem for the dogs, as I see, is if they allow the midfielders from Brisbane to run forward to kick us, kick some. And which the thing is, they've got that ability. So Barry can, uh, Barry clearly can, um, Zorko can, Neil Rich. can. They've all got Rich. the propensity to kick two goals a game. Yeah, yeah correct. So that's where they get, their goals are going to have to come from for Brisbane. Um, I, I, I think. The dogs actually have enough weapons down back. Never said this about their key defenders over a number of years, but between Adams and Keith, they should have Danaher covered. So for me, it's going to be um, it's going to be Smalls from Brisbane to kick all their score. If Adams and I mean if Adams and Keith can start playing remotely like what Lever may do, then that sets the dogs up perfectly to keep the team to a low score as well as. Kick their own big score. Righto. Yeah. Get a, do we get a margin out of you, Snooze? Yeah, he said Brisbane 10. 10 points. Righto, Brisbane 10. Um, Dave. <coughs> Bless you, Dave. Get a test, uh, mate. Get a test. Brisbane That's 22. Fun. All right, so we're all pretty confident Brisbane's going to get it done. You? How much? Ads? I think... I'm going to take the dogs. I, I think I'm hoping the dogs can can come back in it and be be the uh, 
you know, another good story that that's come from behind. I know they they were devastated when they lost their second chance, and I think it's given a real momentum now to have a massive crack. And I think I'm going to go with a tight one. Uh, it's a three pointer to the doggies. You've got me down. Just Dave's about to die. Hey, you've got the you've got me down for the dogs, haven't you? Yeah, for thirteen. Yeah, sorry, Louie. I, I I didn't have you on the dogs there. So, hey, tell me, um, as just quietly, lovely, nice little wager you had yourself last week too. Look, to be honest, Snoozy, you fell straight into that one. If I had have taken that wager, you reckon? Do you reckon I would? I wouldn't have texted you the whole amount, mate. I would have at what? least flicked you twenty. But so I mate, what different. a great bet! What a great bet that was. Um, someone really loaded bet, up. Yeah, good return. Yeah, great return. Not that I'm a good punter, um, and neither are you. I'm led to believe so. Um, <laughs> I won't be taking any too many tips off you, Cuz. I'll give you all something for tomorrow, though, if you like, though. <laughs> Righto. Is that in the get-out oh, stakes? Hang on a sec. Give me two secs. <laughs> well, we'll come back to you in a sec, Cuz. I'm surprised it's taking you this long. <laughs> he's, about to, he's about to drift off the bottom of the screen. So look at him. Yeah, you can't. You can't get any lower, snoozer. Um, quick update: Melbourne Storm got the job done tonight against the Sharks. So that's that's another great win, twenty-eight sixteen um, against Cronulla. So we obviously lose two players to Cronulla next year, which will be interesting. So um, look, Storm look like they'll they'll finish on top. Uh, now and take the minor premiership. One game tonight, which will decide that Panthers and the Eels, which the Panthers have kicked off and they've started started on fire as well. It's got to half time. Twelve, they're up twelve six. So uh, that's a pretty good game against Para. Panthers, the Panthers can't take the minor premiership off you now after tonight, can they? No, I think that's it. I think they're done now. They've yeah. won that um, percentage is too high. Uh, just to show them, you know, good little tune-up. I think that was the classic loss they had to have. Um, little tune-up, and they're ready to go now. Bring back some players. They're resting a few tonight, and they'll be rolling, ready to go. So can't wait. And who would have thought my favourite two teams, both in the finals and both favourites at this stage? Bloody good times. Keep locking me down, mate. Lock me down forever. Uh, I'll tell you what. Like this. You know what? Just temper that a little bit. Um, because they're not there yet, the storm, that's for sure. 1999. Now, I follow the Dragons and I follow Essendon. We all know what happened to Essendon in 1999. And I've hated Melbourne Storm ever since that fateful day that my beloved Dragons played the Storm in the 99 grand final. Remember it well. And uh, I thought Anthony Mundine was the best thing since sliced bread in the first 10 minutes. Then he just decided, almost like he just walked off. Yeah, it's like you, like you checked that real early. <laughs> that, that, uh, but that that, pen, that bullshit penalty try that was given in the 78th minute of the storm, I've never, ever liked you bastards ever since. And I, I tell you what, for a guy that lives in Melbourne, I've, my hatred for him is extraordinary, but it's it's it's, it's valid. <laughs> I remember that well. The sports bar at the casino. Um, I reckon there was me and another mate, uh, Luke Sinclair. There was two of us, two of us there, the only two Storm supporters, I reckon, in the place. And it was pretty early, early days of Melbourne Storm. Um, and Mundine just lit up the place. And he was incredible in that first half, really, but especially in that first 10 minutes. And then 
Uh, I think it was forward flips, back flips, the whole lot from Mundine um, with try celebrations as he used to do so well. But uh, there was, I remember, never forget, there was this one guy, just one of those antagonists that was just all over us, just ah, storm of rubbish into, into us all game, right? That was the most sweetest victory ever. To, <laughs> the only problem is we could never find the guy when we actually won. He'd bolted a couple of oh, years yeah. before. So it was great times at the old sports bar at the casino. Well, sure. it wasn't me, and I'll tell you why it wasn't me. Because I went into the <laughs> Might have been you, lady, <laughs> No, it wasn't me because uh, <clears throat> I tried to venture into the sports bar later on that night and I wasn't allowed in. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, where to from here, boys? So we're going to move to the, the Great Dim Sim debate. We're going to leave that one for next week. We're kicking on. I know we've left it three times now, so we will get to it, I promise you. Um Let's finish off with the disappointing news that we've lost the grand final in Melbourne, but I think it's also a fantastic opportunity to be an incredible um, venue in Perth, um, albeit after the great show they put on for the Dreamtime game this year. I think they really deserve one. What's your thoughts, boys? Does it go straight back to Melbourne as soon as possible uh, for the year after? Or do you think there's any merit to the fact that we should finish it in Melbourne eventually, but just go around the grounds once more and, and give Adelaide one. Well, and I'm a man who's very black and white. Yeah, I'll go first. I'm a man who's very black and white. If there's agreements in place, whether it's handshake, written, whatever, you stick to them. So there's an agreement in place to 2057 or 2059 now. The AFL Grand Final continues to be played at the MCG until such time that expires. End of story. I think it's great that Perth have put their hand up this year for it. It's good that Brisbane did it last year. The only thing I'll say about Perth is, despite the fact I think they should have get a chainsaw and cut them away, um, the Dreamtime game looked absolutely amazing and they really did put on a good show that night. And if they do something similar for the AFL Grand Final, then... Well done, awesome. It's saved the day from a, a, an actual concert perspective. I think it's great. The only reason I don't like it in Perth this year is because of their premier is an absolute twat. But um, <laughs> apart from that, I, I think good luck to them. You know, it, it'll, be, it'll be good to have a really good spectacle. It needs it. Um, probably for this time around too, night grand final. There'll probably be another night grand final again or twilight. What, what, what time did they play it last year? Was it seven o'clock, something like that? Yeah, it was nine. Yeah, it was nine. Yeah. What what time did they start the game what tonight? Four, was, it, was, it, was that five o'clock their time they started? Five thirty? No, it was seven fifty our time, so yeah, five fifty their time. That's ten to yeah. six, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. so you know. I agree with all everything that Lovey said, and I would add to that just because I'm a stickler for history and I'm a stickler for the soul of the game that so much has been ripped from the soul of our incredible Victorian-based game that that one element, that one element cannot change. It it must come back to the MCG. I think it's fantastic as a matter of reality and requirement that it's going somewhere where they're going to do a wonderful job like anyone would do with a beautiful stadium and nice lights and, you know, a well-thought program, um, you know, we can do night two. We can do a night grand final of the MCG. We'll do an incredible job, but it's got to come back. It's got to come back to the G. 
I wouldn't budge on that and bring the centre bounce back as a must. You've always got to bounce the ball. It's half the reason we play our game. Where's that ball going to go? That's half the idea. If it goes over there, play on. That's what happens. No, you've got to throw it up nice and straight in the air. <laughs> I, do, I do agree with you on that rule, but I don't agree with the call on it back to throw it up. Just let it go, mate. Bounce let the ball. Go. Let it go. Let it go. Wherever it went. If you've got three inches of water on the ground and you can't bounce the ball, fair enough. But 80% of the time, even around the ground, if it's terra firma, you bounce the ball. That's part of our game. You know know why that rule crept in? It's a little fucking Johnny story. Everyone needs to have a fair go. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. No, that's the whole idea of the bounce of our ball. It's an oval ball ball for a reason. Yes. The unpredictability yeah. of it. That's the whole beauty of it. That's right. Why don't they just they get a soccer ball out, Dave? Why don't they just that's go right. round soccer ball oh. out and then do it like so that? So anyway, it's got to go back to the MCG, and that's and that's my point about without with not not to harp on, but you know, playing in the rain. That's what I love about the when two o'clock on a Saturday, we had we had six games going on, and everyone was copping the rain. You might cop the a little bit less over there, Glen Ferry Oval versus, you know, the Junction Oval. But you, it was all it was all an even playing field. That's a big anomaly of our game that's gone. We just accept the fact that, well, we plays it under the roof over here, and two kilometres away, it's raining and it's windy. Okay, well, that's that's our game. We accept it. Yep. Never too Amen. cold. It was never too cold to hold a can of beer in the in the outer either. It was never. It was brilliant. Never. Waverley was the best for that. Yeah, there was the great Waverly joy of playing awesome. at it. The great joy of playing at Moorabbin. Um, that wasn't oh, an yeah. equal field in that mud, for sure. <laughs> if you remember the the late late part of uh, of Optus Oval back in the day as well with the Super Sopper, and they used to go out there and yeah, and that's right. Bring out you know just turn turn the mud into clay at least, and and then yeah. try and get out there and play. So it was great yeah. times. The, the, the old days. Hey, the, ru- the rumor was the guy that did the Super Sopper was also the peanuts guy that walked around the ground with a massive bag of peanuts. There you That's go. I think it's he, that could be a relative of cousins. And my old man would drive the old E H out to Princess. He'd drive the old E H out to Princess Park with us, and we'd park in the back street, and he'd pull out the distributor cap lead yeah. so no one could steal the car. You take that into yeah. the bloody city. Fantastic, fantastic. What about you, cuz? Give us your give us your opinion on the final, mate. What happens next? Look, I think. Are you are you the true Victorian, and it's coming back? Come on, Cus. Look, it's got to come back. As Dave said, it's 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 part and parcel that as long as there's an AFL competition, the AFL Grand Final, the stipulation must be it's part of the MCG. I know it's now a national competition, and there's the possibility in years to come that it may expand again. But Grand Final Day, MCG. Obviously, uh, Brisbane did a great job with it last year. WA will do a great job this year. But when all things are good and well, and hopefully things get better, MCG Grand Fondo. Simple as that. Yep. The whole week. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. It is. Absolutely. But I, I just think that all they do, all they did was bolt on another year on the MCG's contract, right? So that's not, we know that's not changing. They're getting their fair share up to 59 or whatever it is so far. It's crazy um, when you think about it. But look, we've got a couple more states that we could really you know, I think every state's been incredible in what they've done for footy in the last two years, especially. Uh, obviously, um, Adelaide had a big impact on that last year. Now, so as long as 
as long as an Adelaide team doesn't make the grand final, I think Adelaide should, should get it next year. The year after that, we push up to Sydney and then it's back at the G. So just a bit different thinking, mate. And I love it at the MCG, don't get me wrong. I never wanted it ever to leave the MCG. But if it means playing our great game, the likelihood of us going through another COVID period in 12 months' time, who knows, right, at the end of the day. So they should be at least eyes wide open and, and listening at least as well with their big ears like Dan doesn't, um, that anything could happen, mate. You, I think we need to be prepared for it. And after that, we end up back at the G and then back at the G for life. I don't mind your concept, but as we know with COVID, it depends on which state looks like they're most likely over. Yeah, true. True. We could be back at W. We could be back at Perth next year. Yeah, but but I think yeah. what you're saying is assuming life's back to normal. Do you think it would be a nice gesture and a fair thing to do to distribute it around the other states and then bring yeah. it back to the G? Yeah. If they're really, they're, nah, they're nah, don't like it. Don't yeah. like it. Where's, where's the stage exit on this thing? Where's the stage yeah, exit? Oh, exactly. This train. Exactly. I actually uh, think they've just got a, they've got a fantastic opportunity, that's all, to really build the national game right now yeah, in the yeah, next yeah. three years. They put it there. Um, Cuz will get his wish. The AFLW will get their grand final. Cuz will be the first one there buying tickets at uh, Optus Oval or when his bombers get to play, um, which will be your first year they're in. They could play a grand final. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? All right, boys. It's been a great show. Good chat. Very good chat. Now, just nice a three work, score, score update. We're yep. at uh, we're at right now. We got the we got the cats up by fifteen. Ooh, that and might be the problem. So the cats have come out with a little bit of a bang bang just before halftime. There, by the look of it, yeah. um, thirty-eight to twenty-three. So that the score's definitely starting to open up now. So. One thing I've got to finish on, Dave, is what happened during the week, mate. Fantastic effort from you in relation to your lockdown special, mate, you did. Oh, I thanks, absolutely man. loved it. There was a couple of fantastic moments in there, mate, with your kids singing with you. I thought yeah, that thank was you. super. I know it wasn't perfectly the script as you practiced it, but, <laughs> mate, what stars, what stars your kids are. And, and Robert, Wine, uh, Robert Wine commented... Uh, He's just got something he needs to get off his chest because he's a very intuitive man that's noticed. He, he's obviously picked up you on your left-hand guitar playing, but unless your camera's flipped, he, he says he's, uh, your watch is worn on the same wrist. Now, he's he makes out that uh, lefties usually wear it on their right. So who knows, mate? He's making it up as he goes, I think. But I don't think I he's I appreciate his observations, and he tuned in on the live stream too, which is just one thing awesome. I absolutely loved was you, mate, um, and your live streams, and you gave him definitely a bit of love there. So, mate, you had a, a truckload of viewers on, and I know you raised a few bucks. Um, yeah, we did. Tell us a little did. bit about what you got to, where you got to, money wise, and where that where that lovely money went. Yeah, look, we did. We've done a couple of. Well, I've done a couple of fundraisers over the. I've done eighteen of the live streams now. So starting in the car and in the studio, and. Um, I've done a couple of uh, fundraisers, one for brain cancer, one for fight MND, and I did another one for brain cancer, which was the one that I did during the week. So uh, that was in memory of my sister-in-law, Lena, who unfortunately was diagnosed with brain cancer basically two years ago, almost to the day, and uh, she lost her fight after 17 months earlier this year. So um, we got hit pretty hard. Our family, in regards to that, it came out of nowhere. She was fit and healthy, you know, 
ate well and looked after herself and it sort of um, it floored us all and it's something that we're all still dealing with, in particular my brother and, and uh, their two kids. Um, so it was something close to, close to my heart and, you know, I've, I, I put it out there and, um, yeah, we raised 850 bucks, which was pretty incredible. So um, it was really awesome. Yeah, that yeah, no, was good, good stuff. Yeah, super effort, mate. Which is a great thing that's come out of doing these live streams as much as I really enjoyed doing them and they're good for me. Um, you know, people have connected with it and people have opened their hearts at, at these times to, to do that. So I'm really appreciative and, and, and thank them very much. Yeah, well done, mate. And we look forward well to the next winding up the, winding up the EJ again and doing a bit of a ACDC style back on top of the EJ down the street. Yeah, love it, yeah, yeah, EJ, and hook up that old caravan too, mate. We're going to road yeah. trip. Yeah, tell you what, I'll be. Uh, we won't be able to go far. I think Coburg is. They've got a, co a big four at Coburg. I think that's where we're booked in for to go soon. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Um, yeah, inside your inside nice. your five k zone. Hopefully. Thank you, boys. Good to see you, hey, mate. Boys. Good to see you. Thank we'll you. Catch up soon. Look forward to it. Go D's. Go D's. Go D's, mate. Quick shout out to the show we're going to do tomorrow. I'm going to do tomorrow morning, uh, ten o'clock. Everyone's welcome if you uh, want to jump on. We've got a superstar Paralympian, uh, famous Paralympian, Mr. Paul Rosen, who's a good mate of mine in this streaming live from Canada. Uh, he's going to come on and talk about his trials and tribulations of life. Um, and his boy, has this boy been through the ringer? Um, and it's an incredibly inspirational story. And he's got so much to offer us. So really good opportunity that we're going to have a chat to him. And we're, we're going to have a little bit quick chat about the Paralympics as well. So, Father's Day, boys, this Sunday, I'm led to believe, and uh, talk about new products out in the market. Have a look at this. <laughs> I'm not sure if you're aware of this product, mate, but that looks like a fantastic VB bottle. And then I find out, looking a little bit deeper, first, long neck, all the details, and then I see that little line at the bottom. It's a fragrance. So, boys, oh, no. available in the long neck, look out. You can get your oh, VB flavored so does that cologne. mean you get the smell does that, does that mean you get the smell like a piss chop at the mcg <laughs> it's a worry isn't it it's a worry wow. like you, you smell like the q boulevard correct. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Yeah. so that might be our that might we might buy one of those and that might be our prize for one of uh for one of our next uh challenges yes. we might have to hand around the vv cologne you have to wear it for a week <laughs> I like it. I like it. You know what, All right, you, boys. What's even, what's even more offensive is you have to film yourself buying the stuff. Yeah, correct. We'll, yeah. Um, um, we'll give the money to Cuz because we know he won't shout it, but he'll uh, he'll be the first one to get in there and buy it at Chemist Warehouse. Thank good you on you, Cuz. Good to see, see you, mate. Girls. Have a good Enjoy one. Enjoy your weekend. Cheers, boys. boys. All good.